KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hey there. You're listening to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that formed and transformed them. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and this week on This Song, we'll be hearing from rapper and songwriter and graphic designer Duckworth. But before we get started... I want to let you know about another podcast I think you'll dig. It's called I Love You So Much, and it's produced by the Austin American Statesman. The hosts, Addie Broyles and Alyssa Vidalis, are committed to getting you well acquainted with our fair city of Austin, Texas. They take you inside the festivals and restaurants and weirder, funkier parts of Austin culture that you might not know about and... I actually got to talk to Addie and music writer Deborah Singutta Stith in the last episode about this podcast and KUTX, the radio station where we make this podcast, and my love for legendary radio host John Ailey. If you want to feel more connected to Austin, then you should totally check out I Love You So Much. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. And now to Duckworth. Duckworth is a rapper who hails from South Los Angeles, and he's been releasing music since 2015. He did a collaboration with the kick drums called Nowhere. And in 2016, he put out his first full-length record called I'm Ugly. That's ugly with two U's. And last year, he put out the Extra Ugly mixtape, still with two U's. Earlier this year, he put out a single called Fall Back. And right now, he's in the middle of a tour, like he toured the entire U.S. Now he's touring Europe. But while he was here in the States, he stopped off in Austin, and I got to talk to him at KUTX. Now, Duckworth's music, it pulls from a lot of places. Punk, pop, rock, hip-hop, obviously, and psychedelia. And he told me about a song that changed his life by opening his mind. Now, I want to let you know, this episode does reference drug use, and it also has some language. So if you have kids around... This may not be the episode to listen to right now. The name of the song is If Six Was Nine by Jimi Hendrix. I was in San Francisco, perfect place to listen to music like that. And I was with my a couple of my friends, and you know I was in college experimenting and stuff like that. So the homies, like, uh, well, this one homie comes back from I think he comes back from some different country, and he brings back he pulls out of his back this uh, three chamber uh, German uh, bong, <laughs> pretty much. I don't really see what they're packing in it. Um, whatever. I just thought it would just be like weed or something like that. So um, they pack it up and they're all hitting it. But I'm kind of noticing they're not like really going hard and everything. So I'm like, all right, cool, man. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. I found out later that it was uh, it was hash, which is not that bad. But I, I never, before that moment, I never had hash, like ever. So um, I hit it way too hard. And it's like I was coughing out smoke for like a good minute. 
maybe like a minute and a half it was just done i didn't even know there was still smoke left like but it, was, it just kept it was coming out my nose and my it felt like it was coming out my ears too <laughs> it was just coming out of everywhere and um you know what happened next i was i was i was on neptune you know i was just gone and um i don't know whether i put on if six was not or if six was not was playing and like i looked up at the mirror and it's just like oh my gosh i tripped out so hard white collar conservative flashing down the street pointing their plastic finger at me Where I tripped, it was when the whole like solo at the end, all that was happening at the end. Yo, I was, oh my gosh, that was a, that was a trip. It was a trip. It was for a whole year. Maybe not. It was for like a good four or five years. I could not listen to the song If Six Was Nine because uh, even if I was sober, if that song came on, I would be high. Whoa. So it like triggered something. It triggered some- something. Like I would literally like I was I would get dizzy or I would, you know, whatever the other symptoms are. Being high. But um, <laughs> I would. I, yeah, I was high, like legitimately high. Now, do you think the state that you were in, do, did it allow you to hear that song or understand something about that song that you hadn't understood before yeah (laughs) (laughs) can can you tell us what it is um i mean well it was that mixture and then there was another time actually where uh it was the first time i took shrooms and i was like skating in san francisco and like i kid you not it felt like Jimi hendrix whatever energy was it like leaped into my body and then i understood like everything like everything Jimi hendrix pretty much but if six was nine like it, it i think that's the first time i like really seen like galaxies and nebulas and stuff like that and and it was just like it, it was trippy it was, it was trippy so yeah it definitely i mean i understood it but it wasn't too much to understand because it was just like all that diff- all these different sounds if you listen to if six was nine you will understand what i'm talking about but it's like it's just a lot of different textures and it's a very trippy song so you were able to kind of see into Mm-hmm. The universe when you heard if six is nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Very and then much every so. time you heard it after that, you, I was were, you were taken to there, that I was, place. I was taken in that place. Yeah. And more. It was very trippy. My and but it also like just being in San Francisco listening to all this psychedelic music, it really formulated who what type of artist I became when I actually really started diving into music. You know? Because you didn't grow up in San Francisco, right? No, no, no. I grew up in LA. And what brought you to San Francisco? the the aesthetic of it i suppose i knew that like that was a place to go to like for psychedelic like experiences like in and out of like not even really like a in a drug induced like form just more so just the whole vibe of it just the colors the textures like um everything like i knew that i would find myself in there when i i went from the hood 
to San Francisco. <laughs> and it was like, yo, like, yo, my whole everything was changed. And I definitely did find myself there. Now, did you listen to Jimi Hendrix before you moved to San Francisco or was it a mm-hmm. San Francisco specific? Um, I was listening. So pretty much everything that I was doing, like I was researching or listening to in uh, L.A. led me to there. I listened to uh, Hendrix, uh, Clapton. Um, and I was watching this Zeppelin um, video. It's just live. It's it's like this whole movie actually, and it's a it's mixed with their live performance, but mixed with like other different stories that they like directed and created. And it was called um, the song remains the same, and it's psychedelic. It's dark. It's it's intricate. It's really trippy. But it was amazing because I'd never seen anything like that. I never heard anything like that. Like yeah, and but that all those experiences were just like it was like whispering in my ears. Just like go to San Francisco. <laughs> It sounds like the thing that really attracted you was this idea of psychedelia. I mean, what is it that you think about you that is attracted to that kind of life view? I have a couple of theories. <laughs> um, on the most ethereal side, I probably should say this last, but this is the first thing that came to my head. But I don't know. I feel like if there was such thing as um, as like a re, uh, um, reincarnation, reincarnation. I feel like I was probably like around in either the 60s or 70s because there's certain textures, sounds like it's a lot of things in the 60s and 70s that like trigger like and it, it's it's a it's a deep feeling. It's not like a surface level. Like it's it's a deep feeling. Like when I um I just got my like f- second pair of platforms <laughs> the other day. <laughs> and they're like not as extreme as like, you know, like 70s platforms, but they're platforms for sure. And like uh I I've, I've been rocking these flares. I don't have them right now, but like I've been rocking these flares for a good 2 years and I have like probably three different versions of flares. But beyond like attire, it's just yeah, it's these certain elements of the 60s and 70s that just like it just seems too familiar. But beyond that, um I just really appreciated the 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 exploration of like spirit and of self that that you know people and Americans or I mean it was around the world because it was coming from London too but yeah just like humans at that time like they were really about it and you know how it is like it goes back and forth either people are super like ethereal and experimental or very like direct and like mechanical and it's like during those moments but it was also a lot to fight for like in like America specifically you know so we were coming it was like the 60s like before the 60s into the 60s was like civil rights and then the 70s was just it was just like okay like it's like I'm gonna say like everything changed, but like you know, saying like people of color were starting to get like certain freedoms, you know. So um, and then also people of color were presenting different uh, genres, like like it was soul, it was funk, and it was disco. Like uh, so, you know, it, it, those type of moments, like it, it was like it was uh, people of color's like entry point into um, mainstream like society even more or entertainment, even though we entertainment has already been there you know but it was i guess it was just more so like okay like we give y'all credit for <laughs> and i mean and just beyond like race and, and and ethnicity it was once again it was just people wanted to 
explore beyond like our realms, you know, of thought and of existence, you know, and it's that type of stuff attracts me because I, I kind of feel I don't know. I think what happened was I watched The Matrix when I was like really young. <laughs> And it's like that, like totally flipped my mind. I was just, it made me feel, even though I know it was a fantasy, I was like, dude, there's some truth to this. Like, there's something beyond like the the wall, you know. And it's just like being in a society, it does feel like you're plugged in a bit. So it's just like ever since then, ever since I was like ten or however, whatever age I was watching The Matrix, I've been on this hunt to find like what's beyond the wall, you know. All that attracted me. Well, yeah, and I mean the song that you're talking about specifically, I re-listened to it before we got in here today, and I was struck by how. Like, it's a song that was really relevant then, and it's a song that I feel like I need to put in my headphones all the time. Like, mm-hmm. if the sun falls out of the sky, like, mm-hmm. I don't mind. Like, I'm still going to live my mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and be me, and, like, mm-hmm. I'm the one who has to die when I have to die. Like, that that sentiment, I think, especially, mm-hmm. you know, in the times that we live in now, can be a can be a pretty powerful one yeah you know it's definitely a, a very specific and very like brave message is i will continue to be me you know if the sun reveals the shine i don't mind i don't mind if the mountains fill in the sea When you were in San Francisco and you were experimenting, had you started doing your own music at the time? Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, definitely, definitely. And did it, how did that kind of, how did those experiences and those opening up and the, the exploration, how did it kind of weave its way into your work? It, uh, as far as a writer, uh, um, I, I was, it actually took a minute for me to stop writing about space. <laughs> 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 I was like, a lot of my message it was definitely about like unearthly things but um because it's like i feel like there's there's escapism which is like beautiful people need that that's what movies are for that's what tv is for so you don't have to think about whatever you're going through you can just like tune into somebody else's world somebody else's creativity but it's like if you can create something that just like directly connects to them but then kind of leave a little message at the end it's just like but every storm ends you know but you can get through this. You can like you can get through whatever trial you're going through and continue on with your life. And I think that's what my message turned into. But before that, I was very spacey. <laughs> <laughs> you did go, go through your space phase. I had to go through yeah. my space phase, yo. So <laughs> well, yeah, that whole experimentation definitely affected what I was writing. And yeah. what about the new song Fallback? Because I know that you're uh, you just dropped a video for that. Mm. And so, and it, that seems to have like a very similar kind mm-hmm. of like vibe. And I was thinking of it in terms of its connection to if six becomes nine. It's the, it's like a very similar thing. Like I'm here. It's definitely I'm here. It's I'm here and, and I'm here comfortably like in my skin. And it's just like despite the peer pressures to, you know, update your iOS to have the new car, to have like the new like clothes, to have the new collection. Because what's so crazy um, and not to put it like on this brand, but I'm a, this is the first brand that came to my mind. So Balenciaga um, has a very big impression on like the youth and just culture right now. And it's just like, but their price points are, you know, they're a bit, they're a bit up there. More of like a high scale, high end brand. Um, 
So say, for instance, this group of like kids or whatever, they like purchased the new Balenciaga like uh, shoes or product, whatever it may be within like because fashion is so fast, like within like maybe like six months or like less than that, it's already a new collection. And it's just like whatever you just spent 800 to 1000 on. It's already done. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you, whatever you did, you worked hard or you convinced whoever to like get that. And it's just like in six months, like now the value is gone from it. And it's just like, I don't know, like that's always rubbed me in the wrong way. It makes me feel like we're putting value into maybe the wrong places and not to like, you know, shit on Balenciaga, continue, you know, making your money. But it's like within that, it's just like what is invested in back into the consumer who sits there and like puts all their time and effort into this that into this piece that's going to be irrelevant in six months you know so it's like for me it goes back to like i'm comfortable with me being me i don't exactly have to invest and purchase the new materials to have like self-worth you know and then like from there like it'll be people that just be like hey man like shut that up you cutting our money you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so then that's a, that's the middle part is like saying like they're telling you to settle down settle to fall down. back fall back you know what i'm saying settle down you know what i'm saying it's just like man, i can't settle down bro like you know what i'm saying like i feel too strongly about this you know Fall back like summer never came no. Back, back, homie, you don't really want the flame back. Feet, feet deep, ganged up with the creek If you wanna play beef, that's not a fair game huh. That's aces of space, jack of all trades Tucking the jewels that they don't know, I, I think, I think peace Overall, as uh, uh, the most obtainable form of it, it's just mental peace. I think that's we have different tools like meditation and or just going into quiet places and just being with yourself and finding that tranquility. Because I don't think the goal is to be like happy. You know, it takes effort to be happy, but it's just like I feel like the ultimate. If you're at peace, if your mind is at peace and you can just be quiet and just be okay with like what it is around you, then I th- I, th- I think that's like the most beautiful effort once again that's just me but <laughs> i think that's 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 that is the the gold is well, is peace man and i think Mid-time. that's kind of even though you know if six were nine descends into madness at the end that's mm-hmm. kind of the message of that song mm-hmm. which is like no matter what's going on to be okay with yourself to be okay with yourself in this world where things can be collapsing around you is mm-hmm. It's to find it within yourself. The peace yeah. within yourself. Yeah. Let's be quiet for a second. I wanna hear that beat. Your heart is bumping, girl. Your essence. It's something like the pinkest sky. Grab them puffy cows and cover them when hippie color die. Purple rain ain't that insane. And this is Boy from Duckworth's 2017 Extra Ugly Mixtape. And peace through inner peace? Yes, please. I'm here for that idea. A hundred percent. A little earlier in the episode, you heard a clip from his new single, Fall Back. And right when we were recording this episode, he was like putting out the video for this song. And it's a pretty trippy video, which makes sense, right? Like, you can find that video on the show notes page for this episode at ktx.org. You should totally watch it. And you'll also get a link to Duckworth's tour dates and a Spotify playlist where you can hear all the songs we referenced in this episode all the way through. Before I go, I want to put out the call for listener stories. We've already done one listener episode, and if you haven't heard it, you should go check it out right now. And it was rad, and we want to make another one. So, yes, we here at Team This Song, we want to hear from you about a song that changed your life. 
You can record your story to a voice memo and email it to us at thissong at kutx.org. We cannot wait to hear what you've got to say. And that's it. You have come to the end of another episode of This Song. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced by Art Levy and me, Elizabeth McQueen. Thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And yes, it is true. Our theme song is Mahout, possibly Mahout, by Austin's own Hard Proof. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.